Coming up on the Shelley Irwin Show podcast today, Wedgwood's State of the Child happens today. We also discuss Catherine Health Center's unhoused healthcare initiatives. Gilda's Club of Grand Rapids welcomes community members together tomorrow to celebrate Black History Month. Sagatuck Brewing Company introduces a new variety pack. Next month, nearly 9,000 students are going to come together to engage in interactive experiences in high-demand career opportunities at MI CareerQuest. And there's an important fundraiser happening tomorrow, the 36th Annual Jazz Brunch. We get all of those details. Wedgwood Christian Services has a big day today. Talk about topical. It is an opportunity to talk about the state of the child, and it features award-winning speaker Ross Zabo. He's on the line. He uh, probably is reviewing his notes. Looks like we hear you at 1230. Ross, welcome to West Michigan. Thanks so much for having me, Shelley. Welcome, Wellness Director Giffen Academy at UCLA, author of A Kid's Book About Anxiety, TEDx speaker, and uh, uh, looks like you uh, you uh, enjoy life from your uh, your smile on your on your picture. Thanks. Yeah, I really try uh, to do a lot to to take care of myself, but because it's such an important step for. Uh, being a mental health advocate. Thank you. And yes, mental health advocate, uh, award-winning mental health speaker, hence uh, a reason why we will hear from you today. Tell me more about you and this niche of mental health, Ross. I started speaking about mental health at a really young age. I was grew up in a family with severe mental illness and addiction and went through my own experiences with bipolar disorder and a suicide attempt and started speaking back in the 90s when uh, I saw that there was a lot of confusion. And since then, I've really just tried to fill the gaps of what's missing. Uh, Started a curriculum company. Now I run a school where we teach students about mental health once a week in a wellness program. And really what we're seeing is this mental health crisis is a giant puzzle piece. One missing piece of that puzzle is we don't have a common language or a way to even frame mental health. And so that's what I'll be talking about today. And, of course, talking to an audience with the event's goal to educate the community on the realities of the challenges kids and families face and empower people to provide support and seek out services. So are these challenges universal? Do these challenges happen, uh, that challenges happen in L.A. and in Grand Rapids? It was fascinating listening to a panel this morning mm. and seeing that the, the challenges are exactly the same in Los Angeles as they are in Michigan. Uh, you know, I have the opportunity to travel around the world, and the challenges are the same everywhere. I think the contributing factors are definitely technology, cost of living, and also just, you know, we've learned so much about the brain in the past 20 years, but we haven't had like a public health educational approach to teaching people about these differences. And so in a lot of ways, people are more aware, but we're still lost on on how to clarify and what and what we can say. Yes, You, I trust, will leave your audience with uh, action items, not only presenting an honest, humorous, and relatable approach to mental health, but what action items in cliff note form uh, would you uh, say to one who can't be in your audience today? One of the biggest takeaways is if mental health truly is like physical health, and it is, we need to treat it the same way. We need to understand that the definition of mental health is not having a problem. It's how you address challenges in your life, much like There are differences between a sprained ankle and a broken leg or having a cold or having the flu. There are differences between feeling nervous versus having an anxiety disorder, feeling sad versus having clinical depression. Identifying those differences is really important 
but also understanding that the period between 12 and 25 is the second largest period of brain growth in a person's life. And what we do and how we cope during that time often has lifelong effects. So how can we recognize that in young people? And then how can we address it as adults? Because we are the models they're looking toward. Ross Zabo on the line, S-Z-A-B-O, award-winning mental health speaker, noted author, As We Speak, Wedgwood Christian Services, presenting State of the Child at, uh, of course, uh, the beautiful Frederick Meyer Gardens. Lastly, Ross, before I ask how we find out more about you, uh, kids will be part of the conversations today. Uh, How important is this? Hugely important. There is a youth mental health crisis. There are a higher level of isolation, loneliness, anxiety disorders, depression affecting our young people today. And the reality is we're not giving them the tools they need to actually address it. We keep talking about the problem without coming up with solutions. And the solutions are in front of us. You know, the reality is we're never going to have enough mental health professionals in this country to address the crisis. So we have to start seeing what we can do. And one of those places is schools. Uh, Students spend the majority of their time in schools, and teachers uh, are not being given the the curriculum and the skills they need to actually approach this topic from a public health uh, approach in schools. And so it's, it's, it's a critical issue for young people. Wonderful. Your book is Behind Happy Faces? Behind Happy Faces and the Kids' Book About Anxiety. Taking charge of your mental health tagline for that. Busy you are, but not busy enough to uh, present your good words, certainly today, 12, 1230, at the beautiful Frederick Meyer Gardens. Hope you're getting a chance to, to check that out. Roz, how do we find out more about you? Easiest way is on my website, just rossazabo.com. As you mentioned, it's R-O-S-S, but my last name is S-Z-A-B-O.com. Uh, we also host the Mental Health Education Institute, at Geffen Academy at UCLA every summer. So if you know anyone in the education field who is looking to bring mental health curriculum into the school and learn guidelines for educators on how they can share their personal stories responsibly as a part of mental health education, please come to the Mental Health Education Institute at UCLA in July. Should be required. All right, Ross, have fun today, as you will, but yet we know an important message you will share. Award-winning mental health speaker, of course, keynote for the state of the child, thanks to Wedgwood. And, of course, uh, Wedgwood you will find at wedgwood.org. Thanks, Ross. Topic for discussion is unhoused healthcare initiatives and more. Guests from Catherine's Health Center in the house, Clinical Director Mark Contreras. Good morning to you, Mark. Uh, good morning. Appreciate you. And to your right in front of me, which she should be, Allie Stevens, Development Director. Good morning to you. Good morning, Shelley. All right, let's talk about uh, uh, what should be discussed. And of course, I always ask with the basic, with the basic question first, Allie, tell me about Catherine's Health Center. Yeah, so Catherine's Health Center, or more lovingly known as Catherine's, we are a small but mighty nonprofit community health center. Uh, we provide access to healthcare that's affordable, compassionate, and high quality to anyone who walks through our doors. And we firmly believe that healthcare is a human right. So it doesn't matter a person's background, their history, zip code, demographic, ability to pay, we will see you. Um, and we envision a community that is that is free of health inequities, and we're proud to be a part of that solution. Yes. You, um, where are you located? Well, we have several locations. So 
most people are familiar with our location on the north end. Uh, we've been there for nearly 30 years, but in the last couple of years, we have had some significant growth. And now we have uh, three more locations in South Kent County. And in general, you're offering what? Primary medical, dental, behavioral health, and support services? Yes, yep, we believe in uh, treating the whole person. And I'll have you expand on that, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've had the privilege of being Catherine at Catherine's Health Center in my current role since 2021, um, really being able to be kind of at the foundation of this growth. And as an organization, we felt really, really strongly about embracing the idea of being a community health center. And to really start that journey, uh, we took a pause and got really curious about who, who are the members in our community and what are the needs um, from their perspectives. And so we did a lot of really intentional listening, um, spent significant time with community partners and community members uh, to inform the design of how we're going to approach healthcare in our community. Um, and this really led us um, to kind of challenge the status quo on primary care and get curious about what primary care could like to truly enhance access for our folks. And so one of the key takeaways is we, we learned that we truly need to move away from just having healthcare within the walls of our health centers and kind of get, taking care to where health, or taking healthcare to where people are and getting outside the walls to connect with them. Different approach to primary care, particularly for individuals experiencing homelessness? Yeah, absolutely. So when we think about being a community health center, uh, we really want to be an access point for everyone in our community, including those that are experiencing homelessness. And we know that this is a population that's disproportionately impacted um, by negative health outcomes, really struggles with access to care. Um, and so we've we've developed kind of a multi-pronged approach to providing care for them. We have uh, several place-based clinics uh, around town. Um, we've developed street medicine services, um, to kind of highlight those services that we're doing, we've integrated primary care at Degage. Um, we've integrated primary care at Mel Trotter. Um, we have a really strong presence at the Crossroads Bible Center um, Fusion Center. Um, and that's kind of been one of our flagship initiatives that I, I think I'd like to just spend a moment to highlight. Um, the Fusion Center, that really was the inception of kind of our curiosity to what healthcare for the unhoused could look like. And so we spent probably the better part of a year being down there and just walking alongside our folks, um, providing um, kind of gentle health care coordination. Um, and really quickly we learned like that could be a place, that could be an access point for individuals that are experiencing homelessness. Um, so that quickly transitioned to us providing health care down there. Um, and initially our envision was that this will be an access point that we can then connect people back to our brick and mortar clinics. But again, we maintained that lens of curiosity and learned that um, not everybody's going to be able to make that transition from that space to our brick-and-mortar clinic. So then, again, we evolved, we adapted based on the need that we're identifying and started doing primary care in the church. Um, so as of today, we have a, a full primary care clinic there. It's, it's two, it's two, two and a half hours a week on Tuesdays when they have the resource center open. Um, but the response has been overwhelming and fantastic. Um, when we leverage that against all of those other touch points we have in the community with our place-based clinics and our street medicine services, we're really able to start to build continuity of care and longitudinal care for a population that historically has been fragmented, has been ER utilization. Um, we're really kind of seeing a paradigm shift with some of the folks that we're working with. Yes, well, uh, providing the right care in the right place at the right time. I, I steal um, from my notes. And this is, uh, I mean, working to incorporate services of substance abuse disorder treatment, what, psych care, gender-affirming care, and, uh, I mean, getting down to hepatitis C. Absolutely. That's uh, been the other strategies that we've incorporated into our growth, again, is to 
redefining what is primary care, getting away from just wellness visits and just simple chronic disease management to expanding out services. The more we can do within our walls, the better access our patients will have and the healthier our community is going to be. Um, so some of those service lines, um, not necessarily mm-hmm. traditional primary care approaches, but again, we stayed curious. We worked with specialists, specialists in the community. We've undergone additional training to bring those services within our walls. And for some folks, it's been the difference between getting access to care, getting their hepatitis C cure that they've had for years and just haven't been able to get to that specialist because of all the social drivers that they experience when trying to access care. Yes. Stand by, Allie. You know I'm going to ask how well, how we can support this work. A couple more questions for you, if I may, Mark, on behalf of Catherine's. Uh, you, um, you work with organizations like AYA to uh, leverage telehealth here? Absolutely. Again, we, we want to be able to get connected with folks and provide care in a way um, that really prioritizes access. So we work with organizations like AYA um, to develop a telehealth suite within their space. Um, and then we've kind of identified what is a streamlined referral process. Um, we kind of liken it to the, the Disney World Fast Pass. Um, so when they are able to call our clinics and identify where they're calling from, that, they have, that they're one of our preferred partners, we really work really hard to get them access uh, that day or the next day to care because we know, again, back to the, the words you said, right care at the right time at the right place is, is everything to this population. Is your goal to be the leader in health care for the homeless in the greater Grand Rapids area? Absolutely. Um, again, in our early in our journey, becoming a community health center, that was such a strong uh, identified need by our community partners. And so we're really trying to step into that space. And we want Catherine's Health Center uh, to be top of mind when individuals think of how can we better care for our unhoused neighbors in the community. Catherine Health Center's Clinical Director Mark Contreras with us, along with Development Director Allie Stevens. Again, uh, unhoused health care initiatives uh, deep into conversation. Lastly, Mark, what else is in the works perhaps this year to achieve this goal of being a leader in delivering health care to this population? No, absolutely. Um, I think we, we have aspirations of doing more. Um, we want to get out of the mindset of, of you know, just doing good enough or doing the best we can. We really want this to be truly robust services um, for individuals that are experiencing homelessness. So we talk about having a dedicated care team uh, for the unhoused, creating specialty clinic services, um, really expanding what we're doing with street medicine. Um, So again, really mobilizing a team multiple days a week, multiple hours a day uh, to meet people where they are, no matter where they are, to provide health care in that space. Um, and just expanding out some of those specialty service lines. Um, this year, we're going to spend time looking into uh, care of individuals with HIV and what does that look like if we were to start treating those folks and how that could enha- enhance access and improve wellness for our community. Great. We've set the table. Allie, how can people support this work? Yeah, so this work is unique, and this is a population with complex needs, and, and that requires a lot of time and resources. So one of the biggest and most important ways that people can support us is with financial support. Uh, it's, it's expensive work, but it's necessary work. Uh, we also are always in need of things like hygiene items or cold weather items uh, for when we are meeting with patients in these place-based uh, settings or out on the street. And uh, like Mark said, keeping us you know, top of mind when we think about um, you know, homelessness solutions. Think of Catherine's and, and you know, help us grow that awareness of, of who we are and what we're doing. Um, I think another thing to note is that all of our locations are currently accepting new patients as well. And so 
um, kind of our leading edge is our access right now. And so we can get people in rather quickly. So if, you know, outside of this population too, if there are folks in need of, of healthcare, we are, we are there and available. And uh, we just ask people to, uh, I don't know, be kind to everybody, be kind to our neighbors. Uh, dignity and compassion go a long way uh, for these patients. And if you have questions, want to learn more, we're, we're always available. Right. Best way to find the answers to the questions? Uh, reaching us on our website, so Catherine's, that's Catherine's with a C, hc.org. Who's Catherine? Yeah, so Catherine's is named after Catherine McCauley. Uh, she is the foundress of the Sisters of Mercy. Thank you for that. Thank you for both of your good work uh, together as a team. Uh, back to work you go uh, to meet these goals discussed. Appreciate you both on behalf of Catherine Health, Catherine's Health, Catherine Health, Catherine's Health Center. Get that apostrophe right. Appreciate you, Mark and Allie. Take care. Yildiz Club of Grand Rapids welcomes community members to gather tomorrow to celebrate Black History Month. It's an open house called Black Love. I talked to you, Dr. Lemetria Eady, to talk about the importance of the event and resources available. Good morning to you, Dr. Eady. Good morning. How are you? Doing fine. Tell me about you. Well, my name is Dr. Lemetria Eady. Um, I'm an educator. I've been an educator 28 years. Washington, D.C. I spent time, mm-hmm. Saginaw, Michigan, and now the great Grand Rapids area. I'm an elementary school principal at Quake Creative Arts Academy, mm-hmm. and I spend a lot of my time in the community, so I think this is why we're here. Sure is. Tell me about your, uh, your angle, your partnership with Gilda's. My partnership with Gilda's, wow. So I, in December of 2020, along with all the other catastrophes that were going on, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And one of my sorority sisters of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated reached out and said, you know what, Gilda's. She's like, I know you're a strong woman. I know you're getting through this, but we have a support group and it's called Sisters to Sisters. And it was awesome. It's going to be awesome for you. Would you consider so I did consider, and I have been with Gilda since 2021. Thank you for sharing the story. And I'm talking to a couple of your sisters uh, later in the hour about their jazz brunch, brunch oh, tomorrow. Yes. So a busy, busy morning. Let me have you get right into what is happening tomorrow on behalf of Gilda's Club and celebrating Black History Month, Dr. Edie. Absolutely. So tomorrow, uh, Miss Tracy Whiting, she's a master social worker with our group, and we're doing a Black Love series, and it's called Black Love Open House. It's going to be at Gilda's Clubhouse from 1 to 3 in Grand Rapids, and we are excited, but we want everyone to know it's just we, we want to make aware and educate those who are just not aware of what we consider to be black love. And so we're involving and supporting the whole concept of diversity, equity, and inclusion for all members. But this is Black History Month. We want to, to share and, again, make aware and embrace our culture. And obviously uh, resources, uh, not for all, but specifically for the African-American community in West Michigan. Can you expand here? 
Yes, absolutely. So because we have a small community here in Grand Rapids, we always want to make sure it's inclusion, it's inclusionary to all. So we don't want to just say there's one group, but this group is for us, by us, and we are asking that those who would love to support our uh, Black Love series, um, it's an African-American, um, just the romance of it, the friendship, the kinship, the community aspect of what Black Love is. And we just want to be able to express that in a panel-like setting. So there's going to be poetry, there's going to be personal narratives on the past, the present, and we, we, we're just sharing. This is an opportunity for us to share. Important free event, I see. Would you like uh, registration as an encouragement? They could register. It would be great for them to register. And in order to do that, they can contact Gilda's Club at 616-453-8300 or visit the website at gildasclubgr.org. So that would be great. So we'll know who's going to uh, arrive and participate and learn along with us because we're going to be learning from one another on the panel. Nice. Details one more time for tomorrow, please. Yes, you can RSVP at Gilda's Club at 616-453-8300 or visit the website at gildasclubgr.org. Getting right to the point. Dr. Lemetria Edie, thank you. The importance of this event called Black Love Tomorrow, Celebrating Black History Month. Take care to you and enjoy your day. Thank you. You have a blessed one, too. Take care. Well, it's a brewing company that has introduced a pretty cool variety pack. It's good to be unique, and it's good to, well, support Saugatuck Brewing Company. Introducing the Orchard-inspired Shandy Variety Pack. Let's take that apart, and let's ask why something new. Only get the best. CEO of Saugatuck Brewing Company, John Miller. John, good morning to you. Good morning, Shelley. Thank you for you. Boy, I remember. How long has the brewing company been around? I think I remember when you first brewed. Uh, 2005 is when we started, uh, but I've only been there for the past six, seven months. Well, you can take some of the credit. Pardon me? You can take some of the credit. I'll take some okay, of the credit from this yes. point on, yes. trust me. <laughs> Big job you have. Give me a Saugatuck Brewing Company 101. Are you based in Saugatuck? We are based in Douglas, Saugatuck area. And we have, that's where our production facility is and our first uh, brew pub. We also have one in Kalamazoo and then here in Grand Rapids at the Old Creston Brewery. Yes, thank you for, uh, again, expanding for all. What do you bring to the company? What's your background, John? Uh, I've been in the beer business my whole life, it seems like. Uh, I, you know, I realized at a young age that I could make a living selling beer. Who wouldn't? Um, and so I've been in the business about 34 years. Well, you are uh, described as a super cool guy and, of course, uh, uh, probably uh, described as a mover and shaker as a, a good uh, uh, opportunity is, uh, is upon us. So here we are talking all things Saugatuck Brewing Company. Recognizing your SBC, today's consumers are looking for more fruit-forward, approachable styles when it comes to the beer they drink. That is a quote from you. What is happening, John? You know, what we're seeing in the industry is is over the years, there's been so much innovation in, in the craft world, and we're seeing consumers now starting to head towards brands that are a little bit more fruit forward, 
and a little easier to drink and more sessionable. And, and for us at Saugatuck, that's a perfect place to be because our number one brand is Blueberry Lemonade Shanty, which again, fruit forward and extremely uh, sessionable. So let's get into what is happening with this Shandy Variety Pack. And I know you have a launching party or two on Saturday. What do we find in this pack? So right now we're going to launch it in our brew pubs exclusively. So to kind of reward and excite our loyal customers, uh, that's going to happen in all three of our locations, Kalamazoo, Douglas, and in Grand Rapids. And we're going to have a fun time where we're going to showcase the brands. We're doing some fun things with food and entertainment, so it should be quite a party. Yes, That's Douglas, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, as you said. I trust the details for the Saturday event, including times, all on your website? They are. Great. And social media. Social media. Again, Saugatuck Brewing Company. So you springboard off the massive success of your blueberry lemonade shandy. Tell me about more about your ingredients and how you're making this happening because we're talking blueberry but strawberry and peach too. Yeah, and one of the things we wanted to do is obviously the state of Michigan is a huge fruit growing uh, com community. And we wanted to kind of recognize that and, and pay homage to that. Another cool activity in, in Michigan is the you pick going into the orchards and picking. So if you look at the secondary packaging on ours, it very much highlights and represents kind of that fun experience of going out and picking your own fruit. And so we think it's right on target. So now I'm getting into the kind of the commercial end, but uh, I, I want to know what I'm, what I'm talking about. This pack is blueberry, strawberry, peach, and black cherry? Correct. So you'll have variants of all three or all four of those in each 12-pack. Yes. In general, what's the alcohol content? Is this a strong drink? No, it would be. And actually, again, that goes to some of the trends that we're seeing in the industry where consumers are looking for kind of lower ABV um, uh, products, and this fits right into that. Yeah, want to be able to drive home after, <laughs> after uh, one for we sure. We don't want you to. Thank you uh, for that. Drive uh, responsibly. Are you also looking into hit stores and other select bars and restaurants early March? We are, and we're going to be throughout the you know Michigan area, but we're also going to be in Ohio and Illinois, uh, Indiana, uh, Wisconsin, so all the markets that we service with our partners, and uh, it'll be hitting the beginning of March. Again, John Miller, CEO of Sogduck Brewing Company, talking about the introduction of the Orchard-inspired Shandy Variety Pack uh, uh, release party this weekend, Douglas, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo. Taking me back a half a step, I mean, when you come up with new ideas, including uh, this variety pack, do you have focus groups? Have you, have you tested it uh, over and beyond? You know what? We, we, it's a good question. So to, when, you, when you're coming up with innovation, right, it's, it's part art and part science. And so the art is your experience and anecdotal discussions with different people and consumers. And the science is looking at syndicated data like Nielsen or IRI to kind of see where the consumer's going. We've got a great group of brewers. We come together monthly and look at innovation. So we have different panels and we produce different variants. All of these have been gone through multiple generations of tweaking and adjusting so that we find that we're right on where we want to be from a taste profile standpoint. But the buck stops here. Uh, Absolutely. The, the CEO, John Miller, has to be the final uh, thumbs Correct. up. Yes. yes. This, this is going to work. That's a tough part of the job, so getting to sample all the new products. <laughs> That's right. Of course, I won't ask you which is your favorite, blueberry, strawberry, peach, and or black cherry. Uh, I would say blueberry, <laughs> the original. There you are. John, um, 
back to your parties uh, before we say our goodbye. I mean, uh, it looks like you're going to be serving up a special, what, chicken tender flight at the launch parties? Why uh, Why this? So we're known for our chicken tenders. They're absolutely amazing. Um, and one of the things that our executive chef wanted to do was to try to bring in those flavors into some of the spicy sauces that we can use to just to add some excitement and, and, and generate some, some talk value. And, of course, if one has never been at uh, your uh, Saugatuck Brewing Company and your three venues, there is food to eat as well. well. Very good food. We're very proud of that. All right. Save me a seat. Saugatuck Brewing Company, good things. The Orchard-inspired Shandy Variety Pack with a party this Saturday. Final words from you, John Miller? We're just really excited to be bringing this out. We think our consumers are going to love it as much as we do. And uh, we look forward to seeing you out there and sampling some of the product with you. Very nice. Again, Douglas, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, uh, all uh, welcoming you Saturday. What's the website? Saugatuckbrewing.com. Very nice. Thank you very much to you, John. Take care. Be active in our community as is my next guest, and asks others to be active next month. Nearly 9,000 students from more than 85 West Michigan middle and high school students have the chance to engage in interactive experiences of more than 250 high-demand career opportunities at My Career Quest. I bet, uh, you know, broadcast journalism is involved. The immersive career exploration takes place March 27th at the DeVos Place Convention Center from 7 in the morning, 3 p.m. There are sponsorship applications to discuss, accepted now through a couple days from now, so I turn to you, Chad Patton, Director of Development and Innovation with West Michigan Works for the for the Skinny. Good morning to you, Chad. Good morning, Shelley. Yeah, I'll have the roving microphone out there. I think we were there last year. It was just a buzz of, of prospective high school students looking for their careers. Uh, talk about this career fest. Yeah, it is. Uh, my career quest always excites me, and it excites our region and our community. It is an immersive career exploration event for 8th through 10th uh, graders. And uh, it, it really brings hands-on experiences for youth so that they can explore various careers and connect one-on-one with those uh, individuals who are in those careers. It is up close and personal. Uh, this was created, obviously, by uh, you, West Michigan Works, and, and your partners as well. Um, one-on-one conversations are encouraged with professionals, and I think, don't they, uh, are there some hands-on activities? Yes, absolutely. So we, this is highly collaborative with intermediate school districts, with the employers, uh, and of course, none of this can happen without the students coming. So we, we actually have uh, five different sections that highlight uh, really our industry sectors, and that includes, um, you know, manufacturing, agribusiness, uh, healthcare, uh, IT, and, and then it also highlights construction as well. 115 exhibits. Yes. Will there be, I'm going to jump around a little bit yeah. just because I'm, I'm interested. I uh, uh, guess I wish I was in high school again, but uh, uh, although I love my career, this was this is number two career, so you find your love. Tell me, um, will kids be able to actually prepare and, and, and know where they want to go when they walk in the door? Yes, to, to some extent they will. So uh, we actually work very closely with, like I said, with the intermediate school districts and with all of the teachers who are bringing kids. Uh, we have a curriculum that they can use. They won't exactly see where exactly each exhibit will be. Uh, we, we kind of like to have that element of surprise. Um, 
and we want them to organically go to spaces that they're that you know that they're excited about. I will also tell you that uh, Wood TV Eight always comes, oh, and nice. kids can always uh, participate as if they're news hosts. Oh, that uh, that may sell someone for sure. <laughs> I think it did me. I understand there are new elements for this year. And this relates to the booming agribusiness sector and a virtual option here, Chad? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we, like I mentioned, we have five industry talent councils. Uh, agribusiness actually had to share space with uh, the, the other four talent councils. This year we have five spaces and agribusiness will get its own space. So we're really excited about that. Uh, the other thing is we've, a lot of our ISD partners have asked for uh, additions to my career quest and someone came to us and said you know uh, kind of put in perspective of if you're going to look at houses they've got 3d views and 3d mappings that you can use for houses we're using that same technology uh, to actually do a 3d map of the actual event and all of the different uh, industries there and so students will be able to see that after the event. This is especially great for Montcalm ISD, which they'll be on spring break uh, during that time. The virtual uh, opportunity uh, important here. All right, again, it's from 7 to 3. Why is it critical for students to have this early exposure to, and we're calling these high-demand career paths. Yes, absolutely. These are, uh, they actually are aligned with West Michigan Works hot jobs. Uh, So a lot of effort and data goes into uh, calling them high-demand. But, you know, West Michigan Works, we, having created My Career Quest with our partners, we feel we were on the cutting edge of uh, a growing demand for career exploration opportunities. And so what we see as important is last year, 90% of students said they learned about a career they didn't know about before. Um, And we want to really capture that and make sure we're introducing students to those careers. Again, West Michigan Works, exclamation point, presenting a opportunity and opportunity for a My Career Quest with the nearly 9,000 students gathering, not till March 27th at DeVos Place Convention Center, but now is the time to, I guess, even ask for potential sponsors to consider here, Chad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we need sponsors in order. They play a pivotal role uh, for the success of My Career Quest. And we really see sponsorship as an investment in the future of our children, uh, in, in our community. Uh, we see it as an investment in strengthening our workforce within our community as well. And if that's not enough, right, uh, we also have some benefits for sponsorship, including the opportunity to address business leaders prior to the VIP tour event. There is a VIP tour event, I should mention. Uh, speaking opportunities at, uh, at an industry uh, appreciation event. And then obviously getting names and logos on banners in front of 9,000 students, 1,200 volunteers and exhibitors. It's just really an exciting opportunity to get uh, your name out there. Pivotal role of sponsors, of course, in making my career quest, that's MI, career quest a success. And how does one become a sponsor? Yes, they can uh, actually go to our website. They have until February 29th. And I will tell you, our website is micareerquest.org forward slash sponsor. You can learn more there. February 29th. It is a leap year. Lots of things happening uh, on February 29th for sure. Tell me um, again, uh, do you see this opportunity as sustainable, Chad, you've been doing this since 2015. Will there be a 2025? 
Absolutely. Yes. Every actually we are already gearing up for what dates we can have for 2025. So it, this event I don't think is going anywhere. Well, it's not rush life, but next year you might celebrate 10 years. That's a, that's a good uh, deal. All right, uh, so a couple of deadlines. You say uh, event sponsorship applications through the 29th, right? Correct. Are you pretty much lined up with the schools? Yes, all of the schools and students have been registered. And now the students uh, continue their reading, writing, arithmetic, and probably a lot more than that until they actually talk about uh, well, what they want to do forever uh, with uh, the those in their chosen fields. All right, Chad Patton, thank you very much, Director of Development and Innovation with West Michigan Works! Exclamation point. Thanks for the information. Let's talk about an activity not to be missed tomorrow. It's a fundraiser. Head to Southern Smoke from 2 to 4 to support scholarships, i.e. the future. Delta, Sigma, Theta, ladies in the house to talk about this and more. Carla Trammell, Jazz Brunch chairperson, because we're talking all things Jazz Brunch. Good morning to you, Carla. Good morning, Shelley. Mia Gutridge, your big deal. Grand Rapids alumni chapter, Delta, Sigma, Theta, president. President Gutridge, good morning. Good morning, Shelley. Appreciate you. And, of course, your sister Jennifer Moss, uh, uh, a superb colleague and a little birdie that said, uh, you got to talk about this sixth, this 36th annual jazz brunch. Set up the scene. And first of all, tell me about your Delta Sigma Theta. Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. We were um, founded in 1913 by 22 lovely women. Our organization is comprised of college-educated women, and we we are dedicated to public service with the emphasis on programming within the African-American community. So you are in national sorority? Yes. Yes. And yet you're pretty strong here in West Michigan. Yes. You want to add to that, Carla? Oh, yes, we are. uh, You've got the jacket going on. Both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We stay prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Expand on uh, on your personal involvement. Oh, yeah. We are an organization of uh, over 350,000 women across the United States and other countries and 1,000 chapters uh, as well. And so, as Mia was said, we founded in 1913. We were the first uh, black sorority that went into social action where we uh, marched for women's suffrage. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. You have a secret handshake? Of course. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the 36th Annual Jazz Brunch. It's a signature event. Tell me about uh, how this is going to happen. Our Jazz Brunch, it is a signature event, and um, we are here to raise money for our rising leaders within our community. Um, as Shelly had already stated, this is our 36th year. We're going to have food, fun, dancing, lovely music. Um, you wouldn't want to miss it, so come to Southern Smokes and buy a ticket. And of course, uh, you have a nice sunny sky, high near thirty-two. So wear, you know, wear, wear your jackets. That that's for sure. Is this? Um, I mean, it's been going on for thirty-six years. Obviously, Charlie's Crab is not around. So you have uh, where is Southern Smokes located? It's located four zero two three South Division. Uh, Southern Smoke uh, is a soul food restaurant with 
great food, great fellowship when you come. So we will be there tomorrow. We have a pop-up sale uh, tomorrow from 2 to 4. And so the community can come in and purchase tickets as well as purchase a good meal. Let's talk again uh, about the biggest winners because those are the young people who receive scholarships. Is this your biggest scholarship fundraiser each year? Yes, it is. To date, we have um, raised over $80,000 and um, given out um, close to that in scholarship for our um, rising leaders, um, our future um, doctors, lawyers, presidents, and um, our application is live now, so we are um, also accepting applications for scholarship, so Go to our website and fill out the application. (laughs) And uh, let me dig into this a little bit. First of all, what's your website? Our website is www.gracdeltas.org. And who qualifies for the scholarship? Age group? Locale? Juniors and seniors can um, apply for our scholarship. Mm -hmm. Are there deadlines at all? Yes, we do have a deadline. Deadline for this scholarship, I believe, is the beginning of April. Good. Kind of my life works on deadlines. You know, tell me when it's due, and uh, I'll get her. We'll get her done. We're getting it done. Talking about the 36th annual Jazz Brunch, a signature event, of course, for the Grand Rapids Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. Now, I'm saying alumni chapter. Is this different than an active chapter, or is just? That's what you're called. That's what we are called. Our sorority chapters, we have collegiate and we have alumni. And we are, um, once you, if you pledge on, on a college level, the collegiate level, you can transfer into the alumni and keep up the work of our scholarship, social action, and sisterhood. Yes. What, um, imagine what happens at the sisterhood stays at the sisterhood, doesn't it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a sorority. I, I know the beauty of uh, of a sisterhood is is wonderful. How does one get involved, Carla? If if I'm listening and applicable to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta? Oh, one well, like Mia said, we have a collegiate uh, chapter, and then we have the uh, alumni chapter, and so um, we pre- presently have one on Grand, Grand Valley campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we. Uh, we just invite those to um, check check the information out on our website and um, in yeah. yeah. So can I add um, to be a member of our illustrious sorority? You ha- you know is because we're college educated, so there is a GPA. Um, you have to do um, at least two years of continued community service because we are based on you know community service and you have to keep your grades up at least a 2.7 grade point average on a 4.0 scale and you know just be involved apply when um applic- when when it's open to apply and just hope for the best yes <laughs> Well, a uh, couple minutes left. I want to get back to tomorrow, Southern Smoke, 2 to 4. This is a jazz brunch, so am I hearing a little jazz? You know what? Um, tomorrow we're going to have a pop-up sale uh, where we're selling tickets at Southern Smoke. 
the actual that, event. Isn't that at its Thousand Oaks Country yes, Club? Tell me more actually, here. Yeah. The actual event is going to be at the Thousand Oak Country Club. Uh, we will have great food, great entertainment. We have a, a flautos, flautos out of uh, Jackson, uh, Michigan, who will come, and, and he plays all genres. And what time is the event itself? The event starts at 10 a.m. Oh, my goodness. Yes, and um, and it's March Second, tickets are available on Eventbrite, but we know this event is so popular. It's a signature event uh, in the community, so we are offering the pop-up sale tomorrow from two to four. But they also can uh, the community can purchase tickets on Eventbrite, and the event will be March second, starting at ten a.m. at Thousand Oaks. I'm glad I, I I was corrected because I was I was getting everybody out. So yes, <laughs> you've got this Saturday, and then next Saturday is the big show yes. uh, uh, from ten to seven. Correct. It's correct. Goodness gracious, sustainability. No, it, you know what? No, it's a brunch, so we're oh, 10, ten to two. Ten to two. two. Ten to yeah, two. ten to two. Yes, well, I can stay as late as I want, right? <laughs> there, there we go. Oh, Lady, having, having fun here again, the 36th Annual Jazz Brunch. That happens, of course, Saturday, March 2nd, but the tickets uh, as a pop-up sold tomorrow at Southern Smoke, which, which will be fun as well. It will be fun. All right, let me ask you for your final word, Carla Trammell, Jazz Brunch Chairperson. Yes, I just want to invite the community... Uh, this event is a staple in our community, and people look, um, the community look forward to it. Just want to reiterate that we will be at the Thousand Oaks Golf Club March 2nd with the Jazz Brunch. We're going to have food, fellowship, entertainment, and we also have uh, a raffle. Cascade Furs donate a fur, fur coat to us. He, John Hayes at Cascade Furs. He has been working with us for over 30 years, and he wow. do, he donates a fur coat every year. I imagine those dollars go back into your scholarship, yes, too, right? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So we will have our annual raffle and uh, great food, and we also will be, you know, celebrating our young people, our future leaders. Uh, they work hard um, in um, tuition, and cost of living, everything is so expensive. And so they do need our support. They do need uh, these funds. And yeah. Thank you for that. Support even if you can't come. Exactly. Again, Southern Smoke tomorrow, 2 to 4 for tickets. Again, the event, the 36th Annual Jazz Brunch, March 2nd, a brunch at Thousand Oaks. Your final word, President Tamia Gutridge. Thank you, Shelley. Come out, support our rising leaders, and great time, great food, great fun and be a sponsor of a scholarship. Thank you. Paying it forward to your future. Delta Sigma Theta President Mia Gutridge, Carla Trammell, Jazz Brunch Chairperson. Have fun over the next couple of Saturdays. Thanks for giving back. Your inspiration for the day, according to Nicholas Sparks, every great love starts with a great story. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great day. I'm Shelley Irwin.